I was extremely blessed by the worship and testimony. We're so excited about what God continues to do here at Word Alive International Outreach. And thank you for your generosity because it enables us to continue to do all that God's called us to do. We want to bless our giving today. Of course, here we tithe. We offer first fruits. Then once a week, we fast a meal a week, give that to Project 58 to serve the poor around the world. And so we thank you for your consideration in giving today. We like to say out loud a giving declaration over all our giving, believing God to bless it. So on the count of three, let's say it out loud together. One, two, three. Father, I honor you as I present to you your tithes and my offerings. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I do not worry about lack, because God supplies all my needs richly and abundantly by Christ Jesus. I choose to sow cheerfully, generously, and bountifully, knowing that I will reap bountifully. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me. Because God loves to see me prosper, I am believing Him for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, promotions and benefits, God ideas and strategies, sales and commissions, rebates and returns, blessings and inheritances, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, and debts demolished. I receive fresh anointing and grace to minister His love. Transformation and restoration for people, families, cities, and nation. Thank you, Lord, that I have more than enough to co-labor with heaven to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ and give unto the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We bless our giving today. I want to talk to you just for the remaining few moments about shifting the spiritual atmosphere. As I mentioned up top, this is a new Hebraic month, the month of Shishvan, the eighth month from Passover. And it's interesting, this is the month the flood occurred. And so this is all about the flood and Noah's obedience. You can find a lot in there. But also the constellation in the heavens is the scorpion. So this is the month to gain power over the enemy and don't let the enemy gain power over you. And so I want to talk today about prayer evangelism. This is a powerful book my friend Ed Silvoso has written. I love Ed. He's been such a blessing to us here at Word Alive. And this is a powerful book that you can buy on Amazon, of course, that you can dig deeper into this knowledge I'm going to share with you today. But I just want to briefly talk about prayer evangelism and how to shift the spiritual atmosphere. We go to the Gospel of Luke chapter 9. We'll begin to look at this and it's very interesting interesting that Jesus seems to be at the lowest point spiritually in his uh, inner tanglement with his disciples in the spirit realm that's happening there in his engagement because all of a sudden someone brings a demon-possessed child to his disciples and they find no power to deal with it. So it appears the enemy has somehow gotten the upper hand over them. Jesus rebukes them and says, very interesting, he said, you faithless and perverse generation, verse 41, how long shall I be with you? Bring the, the son here. As he was coming, the demon threw him down and convulsed him, but Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the child, and gave him back to his father. So we see that Jesus had to step in because his disciples had no power to shift the spiritual atmosphere. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life that I've felt the same. I just feel no power to shift the spiritual atmosphere. But I find an interesting key through Ed's book. In Luke chapter 10, something significant happens that changes everything. If you go to Luke chapter 10, you'll see Jesus. Don't you love this about Jesus? He doesn't get frustrated with his disciples. He doesn't throw them away because they couldn't do it. He just comes back 
reinvigorates them, recharges them, and actually it says sent 70 others with them. And so instead of saying, don't do this anymore, he says, no, 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 you'll get it right. And he sent 70 others with him. But this time, it's interesting, he sent them with a pattern or sent them with a mission of what to accomplish. This is Luke chapter 10. Here's what he said. He said, I'm going to send you out as lambs among wolves. And when you go, whatever house you enter into, say these words, peace to this house. Eat whatever is set before you. Heal the sick and proclaim the kingdom of God has come unto you. It says they did this and they went on this mission and this gets exciting. It says, verse 17, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Wow. So they went from not being able to cast demons out to all of a sudden their actions had shifted the spiritual atmosphere to the point that they came back rejoicing, saying, even the demons are subject to us now in your name because of this transaction. And Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. You will trample on serpents and scorpions. Nothing will hurt you, but don't rejoice in this. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Now, I've always thought that that meant my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's not what it says. It says in heaven. Here's what happened in this spiritual transaction. The demons and the principalities were displaced. They came out of heaven, and you and I take their place in the heavenly realm with spiritual authority. Now this gives us dominion in the spiritual realm over our homes, over our business, over our workplace, our school, our cities, yes, even states or nations. And it all happened because of the transaction of prayer evangelism. It's a four-point plan. Bless, don't blast. Release peace. Fellowship minister and proclaim the kingdom. So many of us, I believe, have gotten it backwards. We try to shove Jesus down people's throat. We try to deal with demons and principalities before they fall. And we've tried to do it in the natural instead of the spiritual. But this process will work with homes, co-workers, children, wherever you find yourself in your sphere of influence. Number one, bless, release peace. Did you realize the peace you carry has enough anointing to break any curse working in anybody's life? Just the peace you carry and walk in has that much anointing. You know, the Bible calls shoes peace. Ephesians 6 says, put on the shoes of peace. Now, most of us think peace is like something we need before we go to bed at night. But we don't need shoes of peace to go to bed. I don't put my shoes on to go to bed. I take my shoes off when I go to bed. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit with me. I have my Heavenly Father who never slumbers or sleep watching over me. I don't need peace to go to sleep. I need peace when I get up in the morning and put my shoes on and go out into the marketplace. Because peace is a weapon. And, it, and Jesus said it's so powerful. Here's how powerful peace is. When you release it, it will shift the spiritual atmosphere and it's so powerful it'll break curses and it's so tangible you will actually feel it leave you. And you'll feel peace issue out from you to whoever you're blessing. Now, I don't know about you, but this just excites me to no end to know I can go around society, my home, culture, and I can release blessings on people's lives that shifts the spiritual atmosphere of them and causes 
confusion and chaos to become creativity and order. Peace is our powerful weapon that God has given us and the releasing of the blessing out of our mouth to break curses off people's life. And so Jesus said, the first thing I want you to do when you meet somebody is release your peace. Now this set me free. He said, if they don't receive it, then dust, dust the dust off your shoes and go on. And my first understanding of this years ago, I thought, well, you know, they're just destined, you know, not to be saved or they're just destined not to have the spiritual climate changed over their life. But no, that's not what that means. Everybody's not my assignment. Jesus didn't heal everybody that he met. He didn't, he didn't change everybody's life that met him. He only went to who the Father sent him. Everybody's not my assignment. Now there's somebody's assignment, but there might not be my assignment. So I don't need to get frustrated or discouraged when somebody doesn't receive my peace. I dust, the, dust off my shoes and move on because there's somebody else's assignment. But if they receive my peace, they are my assignment and all of heaven backs me up to shift the spiritual atmosphere over their life. And so when I bless and release peace over the situation, the next step is fellowship. We've had it happen many times in our culture here at Word Alive. Somebody will just start walking their neighborhood, releasing blessings, speaking peace over neighbors. Next thing you know, a neighbor knocks on the door and somebody's wanting to borrow a ladder or borrow something to do something at their home. And they're like, oh, okay, I was just releasing peace. They bless that person, just something along the lines of, hey, I just bless you, yes, here's my ladder. Next thing, a conversation occurs. They begin to fellowship with one another. Out of time of fellowship, all of a sudden, a need pops up. They're struggling with their marriage. They're struggling with their finances. They're struggling with their health. Now what? Minister. Now you have the power of the Holy Spirit to pray and meet that need. And the last thing you do is when they say, what in the world was this? The kingdom of God has come unto you. Man, if we can get a hold of this concept of prayer evangelism, bless fellowship, minister and proclaim, I promise you, we will begin to shift the atmosphere over all our spheres of influence. We have school teachers that are doing it with their students. We have school principals that are operating in this principle in their whole dominion over entire school systems. We're having housewives that are getting up every morning, blessing their children, ministering needs, felt needs to their children, seeing the spiritual atmosphere shift and change over their life, watching Satan fall like lightning and seeing the power of the Holy Spirit demonstrated. I was recently with a pastor friend of mine and I saw this experience again just a couple of days ago. We were uh, traveling together and we were going to minister and we had the opportunity to play a round of golf so we pull up at the golf course as we pull in the lady that was inviting us in at the gate. When I went by her, I saw the Spirit of God on her. I just saw it and of course my mind wasn't on church or on preaching. We were going to play a round of golf. But I saw the Spirit of God on her. So we pulled on in past the entrance, and I said, you got to go around. He says, what are you talking about? I said, you got to go around. I saw the Spirit of God. That lady is my assignment. He's like, are you sure? I said, absolutely. He turned the car around. We circled back around again. She's like, are you guys okay? I said, ma'am, all I can tell you is I saw the Spirit of God on you when I pulled up, and I just wanted to say the Lord has sent me to bless you. All of a sudden, she broke out into tears and started crying right there at the entrance of the golf course. Holy Spirit instructed me to give her a small amount of money, but to be a blessing on her, blessing to her and prophesy to her, look, get ready. You have sown into many others' lives. Now God's about to start giving back to you. And we had a revival and a Holy Spirit encounter at the front gate of a golf course. This is prayer evangelism at its best. This is how we shift spiritual atmospheres. Now, I don't tell you how I got more excited about 
this. So I'm flying home after that engagement. The very next day, the pastor of that church calls me. He said, Kent, you're not going to believe this. He said, I dropped you off at the airport to fly home. Somebody had put amount amount of money in my hand and said, Pastor, I don't know. I don't think this is for you. I don't think this is for Kent. But but you're going to you're going to meet somebody that needs this. He said, I was in a hurry to get back. I was hosting this conference, but I was almost out of gas. So I pulled off at a, a service station, a gas station here by the airport. I walked in and uh, just grabbed some water and was walked out. And he said, the lady that was working there, you could see the spirit of heaviness all over. So he said, I just kind of whispered a prayer and got back in my car. He said, as soon as I got in my car, Holy Spirit said, turn around and go back in there. And he's like, Holy Lord, you know, right now I've got to go to this conference. The Holy Spirit said, I've sent you here for a purpose. And the answer is in your pocket, what that man gave you. He walks back in this Circle K gas station. And he said he wished he had done it before because when before nobody was down. Now there's a line of people. So now in front of everybody, he goes back to this lady. He says, I am so sorry, but Holy Spirit spoke to me that I should bless you, that you have lost something, and God is going to begin a work of restoration in your life. And he handed her that money. The anointing filled Circle K. She starts sobbing under the power of God, explained that her husband had walked out on her that morning, left a note, I'm leaving you. She was abandoned with no money. He had taken all the money from their bank account. The exact amount of money he gave her she needed. The anointing got so strong, four men that were in line to pay felt the anointing, and they started bringing money. This is Circle K. This is in the church service on Sunday morning. And the next thing you know, the anointing and the spiritual atmosphere shifts over Circle K gas station because somebody was functioning in this concept of bless, fellowship, minister, and proclaim the kingdom of God. I am so excited about this season of harvest with our tribe at Word Alive International Outreach. I believe we are destined to see one of the greatest harvest that we've ever seen. The Bible says, don't say it's four months from now. It's white. It's here. It's ready, but the labors are few. I'm praying that many of you will grab hold of this concept and courageously, in obedience, just like Noah, who built an ark and saved his family, that you will step into this spiritual realm and begin to operate in prayer evangelism and shift the heavens over your life, your home, and your spheres of influence. This book, Prayer Evangelism by Ed Silvoso, will help you go deeper into the topic, but don't wait till you read the book to start. Start today. Start finding opportunity to bless fellowship minister and proclaim the kingdom of God I pray as you receive this word today that this week Holy Spirit opens up doors of opportunity to you for you to step in and shift spiritual atmosphere over your life and those in your sphere of influence I say father I thank you right now that you are raising up laborers in the tribe of word alive right now to operate through prayer evangelism and see the spiritual atmosphere totally shift I release that anointing now of courageous obedience, just like Noah, that you will tread on serpents and scorpions and you will see the enemy fall and you will see the peace of God and the rest of God fall on your home and your sphere of influence. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I've thoroughly enjoyed this few moments with you. Don't forget... They're having a big time behind me here. It's every Sunday at 10 a.m. with our Family Life Services. You can be a part of that online or on campus. Thank you so much for taking time to be with me today. I love you so much. Let's get out of here and let's transform our neighborhoods, cities, states, and nations in Jesus' name. I love you guys, and I'll see you next time.